surprise, motherfucker. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. I'm like, like <laughs> that nigga said, I'm in a four door porch with the. <laughs> Got one stall for y'all. Uh huh. I'm the bee's knees, his legs into Sam's spit heat like napalm. And then she's on Viet Cong's in Vietnam. I drop F bombs on Andrew Kong while we're the stall. Now introduce him. Borax new artist. What Pale Mamba. Pale Mamba. baby. Let's get to spitting. <laughs> he just threw a hammer. <laughs> oh, it's hammer time for real, nigga. And threes when I shoot. Yeah, I'm balling. But I ain't talking hoops. Just me. No, nah, this not the time for, for this whiteness. Oh, right white now. people are wilding right now. Y'all are. Dog. Y'all are. Oh, wow. Dog. Oh, Ooh. shit, man. Hey, dog. Afterthoughts. You, you was Lawrence, man. Oh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This week in culture, afterthoughts. We here. We just ain't here to talk a lot of random shit. Y'all know how I go around this time, man. Shout out to whoever them crazy ass white boys was that was just spitting that rap. I don't know why Jay had scamming that on his phone, nigga. It's on, it's on <laughs> Facebook, man. <laughs> scamming it, scamming it, scamming it, scamming it, scamming it. Hey, man. If a girl called you right now and said she was pregnant and for sure it was your baby. No Eilina shit, nigga. It's it's definitely yours. I had the Jimmy on extra tight. Fuck that. What you, what you doing right now, man? 36. 38. 38. <laughs> 37, 38. About to have a baby. I forgot your fucking baby. Yeah. Or your birthday was the other day. Um, yeah, I'm having and a baby. And by the other day, I mean two months ago. <laughs> I'm having a baby. Uh, yeah. We too old not to. Um, And I'm not normally the nigga that puts like an age on what you were able to do, right? Like, oh, I'm too old to be doing that, nigga, you ain't that. But if you get pregnant right now, or if a girl gets pregnant right now and it's your baby, you got to have that baby, dog. And I'm not expecting any woman that gets pregnant by me at this stage of life to have an abortion. Um, I'm just not. I, I feel like it's unreal. If she has one, okay, but I, I feel like it's unrealistic. Just me? Yeah. I'm not ever asking you to do that ever and ever i would prefer you not to be perfectly yeah, honest yeah. even if it doesn't fit my situation yeah. um just how just for me and my yeah. set of of whatever uh, yeah and i hate the um i hate the notion that lawrence did something wrong like fam because clearly just by the timing we can imagine this february-ish right now by the timing clearly they kept fucking after the breakup um, or at least they fucked since the breakup. Because even when Issa asked yeah, that was him. Around th- that was Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, that was Thanksgiving. It's been a few months. Issa even asked him, like, when did this happen? He said, before you. You was a week ago. <laughs> like, you ain't just. Me and her. And he said on that episode when they was on a date, um, he told her when Condola called and she saw it, we've been talking. I ain't going to say we've been fucking because that ain't your business, but. We've we've seen each other. We've talked. Now I want to know what them fucking phone calls was about at late at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought them was the yo, let's talk. Because I'm pregnant. Phone call. Them was just come over and fuck. Then, like, what? What exactly? What exactly were you trying to talk about at insert late time here? Yeah, but I think that because she said, "Yo, I know you said you want to talk Tuesday, but any chance you free today?" I think that's the indicator. Like she been wanting to say she was pregnant. I just, again, I don't think Lawrence really talked to her. I think he might have given her them brush-offs like, hey, how you doing? All right, right, let me call you back, man. I'm, Oh, where you at? Yo, I'm out right now. I'm going to get right back to you. Because, look, he also went back to San Francisco for that final interview. 
Like that nigga really just might not have fucking chatted with her. But when you sitting on the couch with your lady and she say, yo, you still fucking with your ex? No, nah, that's over. Because nigga, in your mind it might be. Yeah. But in her body, it's a whole three-year-old, nigga. Like, that shit was rough on my dog, man. I, I feel like this kind of... Lawrence it, ain't built it, like this. Is it right for... Because I'm, I'm on the Twitters and shit, and they're yeah. like, yo, I'm not dating no nigga with a newborn or, or who expecting a new baby. Yeah. So, like, nigga just can't be in a relationship. Like, so if I'm so, on some one-night stand shit, yeah. I go out here, some shit happen, I meet somebody a month or so later, and we develop something... Two months in, three months in, you find out that that one night stand from months ago was pregnant. Yeah. I don't know that motherfucker. We not about to be together. And we weren't going to be together if they weren't pregnant. Like, that's the thing. I, I handle hate- my responsibility. I'm going to be as present as humanly possible with, yeah. with, the, with the, the, the child. But, nigga, I got a girl now. And, and that's the part I hate, right, is that now Issa, because, again, one of her first questions. So you and her going to be together now? Yo, that was not the combo, ma'am. Like, not at all, dog. We're we're very much not together. But she is having this baby. So the same way we just had to have a conversation about if distance was a deal breaker, is this a deal breaker? Because if it is, let me know right now. If it, I know it's a lot to spring on you. I ain't being unrealistic. But I just learned it last night, nigga. But guess what? I ain't got no choice but to deal, nigga. <laughs> like I say, look, you come to San Francisco with me, and um, let's figure this out. In nine months, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back. Cause, I don't know. hey, nigga, and like, yo, um, it's a baby. It ain't a. I don't have an STD. I don't, you can still be with me, and I can still raise my child. And something else she said when they was at the farmers market earlier, because uh, um. Top flight had like eight kids. Fam, and and you got out of there because he had a million. I'm finna have one. And it's with a woman that I don't I'm not with. I wasn't planning on being with at all. Now the issue is, one of the issues is probably um I noticed that Condola is attractive. As fuck. And I noticed that she's a good catch. Yeah. And I may be a little bit intimidated by her. And I feel that since y'all did have sex, then y'all gonna do it again. Because Condola did intimidate Issa when they were dating, when Lawrence and Condola. She inspired Issa at first, but once you saw, oh shit, she with Lawrence, and she's like 10 times ahead of me in her career, and she kind of has her shit together and her, she kind of grown woman status, and I'm still figuring it out. She even made a comment like, man, I thought she was finally gone. Yeah. Oh, you've been thinking about this shit. And something else they said when they was at the farmer's market earlier in the day, Issa said, when they were talking about the distance, if we want to make this work, it will. That doesn't change just because now we have another thing in front of us. Yes, I get, again, hurdles exist. What those hurdles look like will differ every relationship that you in. But one thing about a hurdle don't matter how big or how small, you got to go over the motherfucker, dog. Or go through it or go around over it. Over it, under it, around but it. But you got to get past it if you want the relationship to work. And I think this was one of those moments where, okay, y'all talked all that shit in the beginning about the distance. Because, hey, it's just 45-minute flight. It ain't shit. It ain't nothing. But, man, okay, let's throw a real issue in there. Since that wasn't big enough for you, let's throw a bigger issue in there. Can you make this work now that I'm about to have a kid with somebody who intimidates the fuck out of you? 
but who I have no interest in developing a relationship with. And to be quite honest, it's a insecurity. Fam. <laughs> Woo! What a motherfucking... All right, y'all heard that shit. The bill was broke for a minute. But it's a, it's an insecurity. No, it is an insecurity. But then kind of was fucked up about Lawrence, man. I think his insecurity also just showed up. Because, yeah, all right, I'm finally getting my shit together. I'm about to move to San Fran. I'm getting everything I want with regard to a job. Then you spring this on me. I think he's also looking at it like, mm, I couldn't even, like, be with you like I couldn't even be the man you because that's the, again I'm not a dad but I imagine that when you find out you finna have a baby and it's with a woman who you already kind of thought was a little bit ahead of you and it used to be inspirational when you was with her but now it's just like she kind of shitting on you a little bit and she even hit him with the I'm doing better than you don't worry about being in this baby life you don't want to I'm good she hit you with that in that moment he probably thinking like damn nigga like can right, I be uh, and then it's like all right, well, Issa, do you want to be with somebody yeah. who would do that? Yeah, nigga, because don't tell me you do. Because if you do, now you kind of a hoe ass. Like, Issa, you don't want to be with a nigga who wouldn't take care of that kid. And I assume that every scene that we saw Condola in yeah. talking, that was the information that was being communicated to Issa. Yeah. So she knows the full conversation yeah. about... Yo, I didn't want to do this. I'm not going to be, yep. you know what I'm saying? So she yep. knows the full scope of the yeah. conversation. And I just, I think that it's, um, it's really interesting, man. Uh, we're past the point again, I'm, I'm talking me and Jay. We're past the stage where somebody tell you they're pregnant. I've never been in that stage. At yeah. Any particular, I, at any particular time. Cause I was what? This is 2010, 2011. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, whatever the fuck. Nigga. Now, the very first car that I ever bought. Um, a blue Toyota Camry. Shout out to the Blint Bentley. I bought that in tenth grade, and I literally bought it with money that I had saved up. Um, because I thought a girl was pregnant, and she wasn't. She lied. She literally lied. I found that out later from her best friend who liked me. She told me straight up. She lied. But I went and got a job at KFC. I was fourteen still, hadn't turned, couldn't get a work permit yet, but went and finessed my way into a job. Had a, a fucking fake social security number and everything just so I could get a job and get a check yeah. and start stacking up bread. And then uh, this girl ended up being not pregnant. She was just a liar. She just thought saying she was pregnant was going to make me want to go with her, um, which is a thing, by the way. Don't don't think that women aren't out here being just as fucking wild as dudes are. And yeah, I didn't want to go with her. She wasn't pregnant. And I hey, I got a car and I bought a, a chain and a bunch of Nietzsche shirts. Nigga. <laughs> And that's just where that money went. A bunch of e nice shirts. I mean, I mean, look at uh, Apple HBO Max hit me up. A new episode of Insecure is available. Nigga, we didn't watch nigga, twice. I watched this shit for ninety times, nigga. Fuck out of here. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I think that Lawrence will be okay. But this is one of them situations, right? Fatherhood, where I look at it like you just got to step in all the way. You can't half-ass it, nigga. Go for it, dog. Condola pregnant ain't shit to do now. Nigga, be there. Be there for your kid. Be there for your kid's mom. And once the kid is here, do everything you need to do to handle your responsibilities. Do you think that, um, and again, I know Condola has her shit going. She together. She seemed like she don't need for nothing. But do you think that if you have a kid with someone you're obligated, like someone you're not with, you ain't in a relationship with, you're obligated to take care of them too? Like, um... You're not obligated to do a goddamn thing in this lot in this world. Period. Right. Um, 
Because, uh, like, what if Condola had a kid, she don't want to return to work for a while, or shit, say she on some Tiffany shit, postpartum, start hitting her, but ain't no Derek there. Lawrence ain't in the house with her. She ain't, and what she start going through some shit, and she like, nigga, I need you here. I need you to help. I need more. How do Lawrence make that work? Whether you go to San Fran or not, he can stay in L.A., and that's still, like, a thing. Like, damn, I got to be over there more. I'm going to take the baby Yeah, while you go through your shit, and I'm here for you yeah. emotionally, but I'm going to remove the baby from this situation, and the it's baby wild. just going to be with me. It's wild. It's so wild to think, man. Me and you talk a lot about uh, the rights of the father and how much say they have and, in a sense, don't have. Um, and I think that in this situation, it's like a prime example of it really ain't much I can do. I kind of just got to roll with your punches. Dog. You know what I think Issa's biggest issue is? What's that? Is that she would have to help raise Condola's kid. Woo! A because bar. If, if you with Lawrence and y'all stay together and you know he's going to be active in that kid's life. Facts. Which means you're going to be active in that kid's life. Facts. And you going to have to. To come to the realization that you're going to be playing a role in raising another woman's child. Yeah. And I don't think women, I don't think people are ready to do that when you know the person. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like if it's a random person, but like you've seen this, you know her, y'all were friends. And you yeah. probably feel a certain way that you even went back to him. You probably feel like you betrayed her, even though you got dibs first. Yeah. Um. So... Ooh, kind of to the Andrew and Molly situation. I just seen some in one of these groups I'm in on Facebook. Let me read this off. This is Blackberry Letterish. Okay. And give them a half a Blackberry letter on the afterthoughts. What up? Uh, so I don't like to air my dirty laundry on Facebook, but I need advice. But I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Facts. So me and this girl have been together for a while now. I love her. More than I've ever loved anyone. She can be so sweet and loving, but everything is so one-sided. She doesn't work, doesn't cook, doesn't clean. She contributes nothing to the house except for messes that I end up cleaning up myself. And she doesn't appreciate anything I do. Doesn't even seem to notice the majority of it. For the most part, she's always in a good mood, but when she gets upset, she becomes so unreasonable. There's no talking to her about it. Her communication skills are severely lacking. So most of the time, it's just a guessing game trying to figure out what's bothering her. Like, really, just tell me what's wrong, how I can fix it or make it better. But she'll never tell me. She looks better than you. Has to. Um, she always wants me to do what she wants to do. Even when I spend nearly all of my time with her, she wants more. Sometimes it's hard for me to even get things done like laundry or dishes because she expects me to be available 24-7. She'll even wake me up in the middle of the night to cater to her because she wants to eat or hang out or talk. I rarely get a decent night's sleep and she doesn't care how it affects me during the day when I'm at work. Again, she doesn't work. Like I said, I love her more than anything, but it's becoming so much. I try venting to my friends and family, but they're always making excuses for her behavior. She's only six years old. She's just a quarantine kid. People tell me things will get better, but I don't know. I'm a single dad. This shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was funny. That nigga say, do people ever really grow? How am I supposed to wait for her to grow up and walk straight? Is she toxic? <laughs> this is my daughter. I love her more than anything else. <laughs> that was good, shit. dog. <laughs> oh, man. Is she toxic? Well, you know, it was a funny one. She was going, I'm like, this sounds like a child. 
Yeah. As in, like, she been babying yeah. her whole life and don't have a response. Yeah. That's childish behavior. <clears throat> Man. Molly. Because that, other than you being broke, that's Molly. That's one of them things that I always say to women, like, when they start telling you about a real man and what a real man do, I'll be like, y'all don't want real men, y'all want a father. Because a lot of that behavior that they be looking for niggas to do and to implement is father behavior. Bars. That's a bar. Like, and it's just real life, man. You don't want a fucking boyfriend, you want a dad. Like, yo, a nigga taking care of his responsibilities does not necessarily mean you don't have to work or ever do anything. That's not what that means, dog. Yo, a fucking relationship, I ain't saying the bills got to be 50-50, but the relationship should be. How do you participate in group economics? Group economics? Group economics. <laughs> Nigga smashing some popcorn on y'all right now. If you <laughs> don't think you need to participate at all. Fam. That's not group economics. That don't work at all. Like, and again, I've, all, I've literally posed this question and gotten a room full of silence from women when I've said, yo, if you want the man to give you money, buy you things, pay every bill, pay the mortgage, pay all the shit, t pay, pay for the vacations, pay for the dates, he takes care of everything, and you're also able to take the money he's providing you or the money you get from work, say you do work, you're able to take the money you get from work and essentially stack it all or spend it on what you want because he's paying for literally 100% of this shit, do you not want him to ever be able to save? Or to be able to like execute like a dream one day, like that's why you gotta make double what she make, or you a broke nigga. Yeah, cause yo, if you can't make what I make and save your money and take care of me, even though I make what I make, and if I put what I made into the pot, both of us could save and both of us could pay bills and both of us could have a if stash. I'm, if I make double what you make, I'm dating down, fam. At oh, least. oh, another bar. <laughs> If I make double what you make, at I'm least. dating down. She said you broke if you don't make at least double what I... One, where do you work at, young lady? Two, how much you make? Um, And I'm not one to ask people what their salaries are. But again, if that young woman's from Detroit, we already know the numbers. Median household income, 34K. Median household income in the state of Michigan is about 50K. So to make double what you make ain't... Taking, like, I don't need to be a rocket scientist to more, do it. More than double what I make. More than double what you make. I still don't need to be a rocket scientist if you fall anywhere near the median income around this bitch. And what a lot of folks ain't admitting is that they do. And that's fine. I'm not knocking anybody that's at that 34K or that's at that 50K. Nigga, God bless you. You are working and you are able, hopefully, to pay your bills and eat and provide for your family. Facts. If you're able to do that, I don't give a fuck what you make. I hope that you're able to do it in a way that's not hard and that's not stretching you to the max and fucking with your mental. But one thing I know is more people in Detroit are around them numbers than they care to admit. Facts. And they out here front like they not. They wearing buffs and they make 34K. And yo, get it how you live. You got the buffs, wear the buffs. But nigga, don't front. Because when them numbers come back, you ain't making that much money, bro. And I need you to fucking understand that. Hey, man, I just want to like somebody. That's it. I don't need this to be about money. Here's the thing. I dated a girl that I know for, fam, she didn't do, I ain't saying she didn't have a job. She didn't make a lot of money, like, at all. Like, she didn't, she worked part-time and wasn't making a ton of money at her part-time job. So, yeah, I wasn't really, like, looking at her like, oh, we equally financially yoked. Like, no, nigga, I like you. And if you ain't working a job that pays you a billion dollars, that don't matter. We still can go on dates because right. I got it.
And that's the thing, man. I'm not saying that fucking finances don't have to matter. I'm just saying stop making that shit rule 1A, nigga. Like, that don't have to be the... Y'all be worried more about niggas' money than you are about if you like the nigga. Mm -hmm. Another bar. Calling this episode of Afterthoughts a bar fest, bar nigga. Fest. Um, yeah, man. That finance shit. Hey, Andrew got a job. Andrew working. But guess what? If you ain't treating a nigga like Andrew properly, he gonna get fed up with your ass. And you gonna get dumped. You gonna get served. I'm gonna get mine and you gonna get served. Nigga, like, it, it can... Fam, you can get dumped, dog. And that's why I'm like, worry about if you're actually bringing, like, more than just a resume, man. Like... I've had conversations with people, not just women, but with with people who be like, "Yo, nigga, I I graduated you look good on paper, nigga. yeah, nigga, I work here, I work there, nigga, I don't give a fuck where you work." And I'm sure Can that you play don't. spades though. Oh no, no, nigga, gonna get reneged. I like when I'm playing spades with niggas who I know can't play spades, and I could sneak a reneg. <laughs> yeah, I did that, and y'all ain't even catch it. I would definitely uh, sneak a renege on a nigga. Oh, I've snuck so many renegs at back to back. Yeah, nigga, <laughs> and, and niggas just be like, "Damn!" And took that book. I showed the fuck did. It's a, it's an art to cheat. Oh, yeah. in spades, in spades, <laughs> nigga. Ain't no ain't no cheating elsewhere. Fuck out of here. Oh man, uh, shit. What you watching, bro? What's currently um, on your on your on your TVs? I I, I gotta. Uh, I, I, I want to touch on a little. I don't know if we, this could be a whole episode, so I, I'll wait yeah, on this. What's what's the what's subject though? Let's see what it is, because we might could chop it. We might could chop it. Where we at on this? About twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Uh, let's see. Uh, twenty one minutes. We might could get into some. What's good? Um. So to your point, I mean, so we kind of talked about um the last episode of a shop talk, right? Yeah, yeah. And we was talking about uh, rape culture. And sexual assault culture and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the question was, uh, I see a tweet that's going around. Okay. It says, women, stop looking for a husband at 18. Go out there and be a hoe. Oh, shit. <laughs> and there is a, a quote unquote hoe culture that goes out there that promotes certain things and like I think it's counterproductive for everything yeah and this Molly conversation and all this condola shit makes it think that like so while you being the quote unquote hoe all through your 20s yeah and then you 32 33 34 years old and you finally trying to settle down in a relationship and you don't know how to function in one yeah and then when you there's a pregnancy scare you have to be pregnant because yeah. it's never because you waited until I passed all my twenties and now you yeah. just like it's one thing about not trying to define your life mate at eighteen years old because that's not what we're saying but not like, at all not at all nothing says like you have to go out there and be sexually promiscuous be unhealthy and like the whole yeah so it's funny because in in my in my younger days I used to always say I'm an advocate of going through your whole phase but i've always followed that up with everyone's whole phase is relative because what might be hoeing for you is hey i've been with one nigga since high school and now that i'm in college i'm dating not fucking not sucking not your date you have more than one nigga you and that one nigga ain't make it 
And now you're seeing like, oh, there are other men out here who I might have different like interactions with and they might have qualities, da da da. But what I what I think about that whole phase is and what's changed since my youth, it's not a requirement. You don't need to have a whole phase. What you need to do is what works for you. If you're dating somebody in your youth, you don't need to say, yo, I was never, I've never been free. I've never just, we've been dating since we were 19, 20. I've never just been free. Fam, is your relationship still going okay? Is he treating you wrong? Is he treating you differently than he was when y'all first started? Because if he's not, why do you need to be free? Be free with him. Be freaky with him. Try something new with him because you with him. But you don't, the notion that you need to go out and be a hoe so then you can come back in your late 20s, early 30s and be ready to settle down. Nigga, huh? Huh? And that works across the, that's that's, that's men and women. Men and women. That's men and women. Like, Um, it it don't make no sense that because you want to impress, insert boys here, that you go out and have sex with 13 women this week because, and then be mad when you got four people pregnant. I'm going to keep it a buck on here. I had a whole phase like none other. Nigga had one in college, had one in my 20s when me and my first girlfriend finally broke up. I've had different segments of where I was just out here and I was living. Mm-hmm. Um, But now I'm in a, a real live relationship. And I can say firmly, nothing that I did then prepared me for the man I needed to be in the relationship I'm in. It's, it's probably counterproductive. In fact, it was counterproductive. In fact, it harmed my behavior because a lot of the shit that I was used to doing then I wasn't used to doing now that I have a girlfriend and it felt like I was missing something because you can get used to bad behavior facts you gotta I get out of the a relationship and you out by yourself you're doing all the things and then you become certain things that you do become habits and, yeah. and become normal yeah. it's not conducive to a good relationship and it's not and and me and my girl went through Things because of that. And we had to deal with issues because of that. Because, nigga, I couldn't let go of behavior that I was used to doing because I've been used to not being in a relationship. That don't serve nobody but my own selfishness. It's literally self-serving, dog. And and the whole notion of, yo, you got to go through a whole phase. You don't got to do shit. What you got to do is be a good person. And the, thing, the thought process is, like the fucked up thought process is, is I'm going to do all this and then I'm going to flip a switch and my personality and, be ready. and my mood is going to be Man. different. That don't make fucking it sense. It don't work. It don't it work don't like that. It don't work that way. It don't work like that. You can't with anything. Yeah. You don't fucking go into a job and on day one know how to do that job based on something you did before. Because guess what? Even if, nigga, I'm in talent acquisition. I go in HR. No matter what job I take, if it's in HR, talent acquisition, I know the overall, I, I know what I should be doing. But can I sit down at my desk day one and just log in and go right to work? No. Because guess what? They use different systems. They use different computers. They use different software. They got a different mouse. Hey, they use a different monitor. Hey, they have meetings at different times. Everything about that new job will be different than my last one, even if the titles are exactly the same. So when you go out here and you just wild out and you acting a fool and then all of a sudden you think when you hit 30 you ready to be with a motherfucker right it don't work like that you have not prepared yourself like that and the shit that you out here wilding and that goes for the opposite end too like i think that if you're purposely trying to avoid dating or trying to avoid being with somebody because yo if it ain't serious i don't even got time for it and it's like you kind of don't let yourself 
even get to know people to see if there's a, an opportunity there. I think that can be uh, a deterrent and an adherence because then you finally meet somebody who you might get along with and who might, you know, be of interest to you and you don't know how to deal with them because you don't know how to like show, you don't know how to open up. Right. You, you be Molly, right? And you like, mm, I really like this nigga. But like you remember on season one when she was dating Jadena. Shit was going fine, but then soon as you click with a nigga, you like, whoa, now I got to throw everything at him. And it's like, man, 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 slow the fuck down, dog. That ain't what you was supposed to be doing. You met this nigga. Y'all was getting along just fine. Y'all had had sex. It seemed like it was going well. The rapport was there. The chemistry was there. Why are you all of a sudden forcing this nigga into kind of a relationship, dog? That's not the thing, man. And I just think, like, on either end of the spectrum, dog, you just got to do you, man. And if doing you means you have to consciously behave a certain way and stick to a certain behavioral style just to nigga that ain't doing you that's doing what niggas is telling you you should do um i also this on some statistical analysis shit yeah um black folks poverty white folks not so much poverty that's like the overall arching thing that we be conditioning with so when you break down the numbers and actually look at it and you look at black people specifically. Yeah. Um, you know what the biggest wealth gap is? What? Um, single parent homes versus um, dual parent homes. Mm. So statistically, yeah. if you graduate from high school, you have a full-time job, and you get married before you have a child, you statistically, you will not be in poverty. Mm. by the numbers mm. so when you look at the 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 black poverty rate versus the white poverty rate the right the black poverty rate is higher and the white poverty rate is lower when you look at black people specifically and then look at single parent homes versus dual parent homes it's almost the exact same mm. the disparity is almost yeah, the same. yeah yeah when you look at the white folks and hone in on their numbers and versus single and double it's almost the exact same mm. So it's like if you promoting promiscuity and trying to be a hoe, yeah. you get situations like Lawrence and Condola. Not saying that either yeah, one of yeah. was home, but like if you have sex multiple times, you're going to have a baby at some point. Yeah, someone's going to slip up. Someone's going, you know what I'm saying? Like shit happens. Yeah. Like, and now when you ask like, what would you do at this age or like what what yeah. would you, like my responsibility is to love this child, child. and make sure this child has yeah. the best opportunity to grow up loved and whole yep and i would possibly do whatever it took to make that happen if that means being with the mom being with the mom if i'm not already in a relationship if that means giving it a try making the attempt not mean that yo you got to stay together but making the attempt i would possibly look at that as an attempt i would have loved to see on this episode i would have loved to see lawrence and condola approach that conversation like obviously when Issa asked yo does this mean you getting back with her no nigga I don't want to be here we know how he felt about it but I would have loved to see that convo with him and Condola like is that even something Condola's considering clearly Lawrence saying Lawrence said fuck this shit I don't want to be in a relationship with you because you didn't want to be with me nigga and that's the that's where like the hang-up comes ma'am the reason we're not together is because of you the reason this is throwing me off guard is because this happened at a time where I thought you were out of my life, nigga. You didn't want me. You didn't want me, you dog. You didn't want this seriously. And now I was like, 
don't look at me with the contempt eyes when yeah. I asked you if it was my like fam. I wanted to be with you overly. I invite according to you, I invited myself to your friends giving. Yeah. I wanted more than what you was able to give. And now that you come back and tell me, yo, I'm pregnant, I could do this shit without you. And you got me the contempt eyes because yeah. of, like no. And don't look at me crazy when I say why do you want to have this shit? Like, why? And I, yo, all right, you had an abortion before with your husband, but you weren't ready. But now you feel like you are. But am I? And I feel like that's the question that it never gets asked. And unfortunately, as men, we're never in that position where we can ask. We don't be ready a lot of times, dog, especially when it's a woman we not with. We don't be ready a lot of times when we with the woman. Either party ain't ready. Most of time. Only one person. Facts. She the one that's gonna have a baby, no whether yeah, she ready. She or gonna not. have it if she wanted or not. Um, and and if she has it, dog, it's like yo, we don't have a say. And it's like yo, I get it, man. It, all right, nigga, you gotta get ready. But it's just like damn, man. In a lot of situations, dog, a lot of niggas ain't out here running their own department in a tech company in San Fran like Lawrence. You about to have your own team, your own assistant. That ain't a lot of niggas situation because yeah. fortunately the situation he just accepted in San Francisco might make this a little easier to bear. 100%. Um, a lot of niggas ain't making plus 200K. A lot of niggas ain't making plus 100K. Damn, San Francisco? Yeah. And in San Fran, 200K ain't really going to do a lot. I know some niggas out I there. Out, I threw out that number, but like yeah. he about to make bank. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely finna get paid, but I know uh, I got a couple homegirls who worked in different industries uh, in San Francisco, both of them were out there less than six months, and they made a lot of money. But they it, were like, "I can't afford it." The cost of living is so fucking high, fam. The fucking I think the uh, median cost of purchasing a home in San Francisco is like three hundred seventy-five thousand. That's like the average. And I was reading something on Reddit. They were like, "Yo, you got to move into a, you got to get a roommate. Yeah, move into this whatever. Yeah. Like, it, don't have a car. It said literally, do not have a car. It's cheaper if yeah. you don't have a car. Use ride sharing services. None of." Like shit, nigga. What's funny? Um, earlier in the season, uh, somebody had made a, a comment about Andrew and Nate still being roommates. It was something I seen online. It wasn't in one of our threads, but I was like, dog, the cost of living in California, period, not just L.A., but San Francisco, San Diego, cost of living all over California is high. You might need a roommate in California if you want to own a home so nate and andrew living together never threw me off i'm like yeah all right they in their 30s who gives a fuck side note i think that's bullshit like the fact that it's okay for the cost of living to just be higher in san francisco just because we said so i you know what i'm saying like if, if i if i physically gave you all the materials to build a, a home yeah and i double that I'm going to give you the same concrete, the same material. I built one in San Francisco and one in Detroit or one in in, in Tennessee or in whatever. It's it's beyond me yeah. how a financial institution, the same one they give you the loan, can literally charge you two different prices yeah. for the same thing. Uh, the cost of an iPhone is not different in San Francisco. Than it is here. Nope. So sure why the does the, uh, uh, the, 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 the price of a BMW isn't more in San Francisco? Like, why is it okay? So what's funny, I was watching uh, HGTV, and I posted this in the group. Um, the black famous legendary guy, Richard T. Jones, uh, a.k.a. Jill Scott's husband and Why Do I Get Married? Um, he was on an episode of a show on HGTV, and he and his wife bought a house in Mississippi, and they were going to fix it up, build it up, and then rent it out to someone, a black man who lost his home in a tornado. And... The house they bought, I think they bought it for like seventy five thousand. 
And when they found it, they were like, oh, this is like the perfect house, perfect size, da-da-da. And they were like, yeah, the host of the show was like, yeah, it's listed at 75K. And him and his wife looked at each other and laughed. And they was like, oh, what's going on? And the wife was like, in California, this is not a $75,000 home. They were like, oh, what would this be in California? And they were like, <laughs> no, they literally were like about 300000 wow. and, and I was just like, that's so fucking ridiculous to me something else i've never understood but like so we've we've all made a silent agreement yeah that whatever quote-unquote they tell you what is worth is what it's worth that's what it is like we made a set why do i have to pay a different amount of money for the exact same square footage the exact same everything and no one in that city wants to pay that amount the fucking and i i've literally classism my my shorty used to live in new york she loves New York. I, for my entire life, I never liked New York. I can go visit New York for a couple of days and then I got to get the fuck out. I've never liked New York. One of the things I don't like about New York, I do not understand the cost of living in New York. For them dirty ass, rough ass, small ass cribs that up there. infested Fem, And as soon as your shit start to get nice, that cost of living goes fucking insane, dog. So I've been watching... Uh, a lot of Jeffrey Epstein docs recently because the one on the ID channel fire nigga. So I watched that one and they were talking about his uh, crib in New York, the 70, the million $77 million crib in New York. And they said, it's one of the biggest cribs in New York city. And I said, what makes this crib $77 million in New York? When as big as that crib was, and I'm sure it was big, if it's one of the biggest in New York City, I'm sure it was big. But when I know 77 mil in any other fucking state could buy you like acres of land. And that crib wasn't acres. It was just a fucking house in Manhattan. I watched one where somebody, I think it was, it was somewhere in Ohio, they had like a 20,000 square foot compound. Yeah. And that shit was not $70 million. Damn. <laughs> like. Like, I just don't understand that shit, dog. Like, the cost of living in, in cities, or I'm sorry, in states like New York, California, it it just doesn't really register to me. I don't understand it, man. It, shit, really all along the East Coast, because the cost you, of living you, in... You want to you wanna ride? You want to wanna protest? Remember uh, in New York, uh, the old nigga looked like Colonel Sam? He he was running for president, yep. and his party was the rent is too damn the high The rent party. is too damn high. Like, like at some point, the people going to be like, yo, fuck this shit. Fam. How the fuck I got to spend $2,000 on an 800 square foot apartment? Fam, I don't understand it. Like, I've stayed with some of my homies in New York, and I've been like, dog, your crib is really nice, but it's so little in here, dog, I'm not comfortable. Like, we all on the floor, you included. You don't have a bed in this bitch. You have a studio with no bed because a bed would take up all the room for you to have a table. You got to pull this shit out the wall. Nigga, like I've seen all it. I just don't get it, dog. Fuck it, buy me a tiny home. Shit, I, nigga, because at least I'll have a couch that ain't also my bed. That ain't also my kitchen. Like, nigga, you got a stove in the bed, cuz I, I don't get that. I, I don't get. We just accept that shit. Yeah, cost of living is a wild thing to me, dog. Um, but uh, off that um, on the on the what you watching shit, Jeff, uh, we gotta get Jeffrey this. Epstein. I've been going crazy. I got a whole group thread that I mean on the what the fuck did I miss podcast. Like yeah. my nigga G, he is like a Epps he first put me on this shit months yeah, ago. Yeah. 
and the shit that he finds in all the shit yeah. that, that's out there, yeah, he's a wild. Epstein's crazy. Epstein is a fucking monster, nigga. Hillary Clinton is in this shit. Mm-hmm. She's fucking. She's a monster. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, I don't know if you've been seeing this shit that Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah. I, I've seen. Is, I don't know that. I've uh, seen shit. Are low key like on House of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen that, but I'm like, eh. So one of them posted a picture recently, mm-hmm. and they zoomed in on like on her ankle. Yeah, and there was like a real box. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. But there's a. There's a hashtag uh, I'll share offline because I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that shit online. No. Um, there's a lot of shit that's going on. Facts. And a lot, a lot of shit people, not being discussed. A lot of people that are wrapped up in, Tom Hanks, uh, that, that that are wrapped up in, and, hey, hey. It, it, it's a lot happening in these streets um, silently. Uh, again, something we talked about earlier on the pod. Russ, Russell fucking Simmons. That nigga's going to be in Bali till he die because he will never come face these charges, nigga. Well, he don't got no charges in real life. He will if he brought his ass back over. I guarantee it. He back and forth. Somebody be on that nigga. He back and forth, but he don't have a criminal charge. That nigga will. Russ a nasty nigga. I don't don't, don't fuck with Russ right now, man. Russ a nasty nigga. Um, Epstein a nasty nigga. Did you watch the- Prince uh, Andrew, nasty nigga. You watched the Breakfast Club interview? Yeah. I watched that. I didn't watch the uh, documentary yet or whatever that is on HBO I started watching it- um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I did watch that Breakfast Club interview. He just, I don't know, man. He gave me creep, but Russ always gave me creepy nigga vibes. Like I'm never, I've never changed my stance on it. Like in all his genius, the nigga gives me creep vibes. Jeffrey Epstein was a genius. The nigga, yeah. Hey, the nigga was smart. Motherfucker went to two colleges, got mad, no degrees, and mad jobs with no degrees. Made his billions. How he made his billions, the world will never fucking know. Cause. Because he's an agent for the government. I don't even know that. I think nigga... And his hey, whole job... He's an agent for the government, and his whole job is to compromise people. And he compromised people with all this sex shit. And then once you compromise, they own you, and you're going to do whatever the fuck they say you're going to do, or I'm bringing this shit out. And those 600,000 emails that Hillary deleted mm-hmm. that she was on the stand for and testifying for about two weeks ago that no one talked about because... George Floyd was going on like she and her trial is setting for September like that shit went down and not one media outlet said anything about that shit mm-hmm. because it was all COVID and protest when she up there and and some of the motherfuckers leaked mm. some of the information leaked and yeah. like this shit is not like this ain't no conspiracy this not no I think what if like some of this shit is like nigga yeah did you read this shit yeah like these are some these are some some these, nasty shit going on out here. These are um, some vile, evil people. And nigga, what's what's dog name? Prince Andrew. Nigga won't step foot in America again because he know the minute his foot touched the soil over here, he going to prison. Nigga, you're a nasty nigga. Man, Prince Andrew got a picture with the young girl who accused him of rape and said, "Yeah, I've never seen that girl in my life." That nigga said, I've never, I don't even know what that picture is. And they were like, yeah, he was at Jeff Epstein house. That nigga said, what? No, never. I don't, what? Who is this? No, I don't, I don't even know how she got me in this picture. I said, nigga, it's you, mother, your arm is around her. I've never, I apologize to this man. <laughs> I don't know this man. <laughs> she, that nigga Prince Andrew is Kiki. <laughs> like, dog, it's real wild shit going on. But look, check this out. I did a, uh, I was, never mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> they couldn't listen. It's a, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, something else that's pr- kind of good. Uh, if if you want to check it out, um, High Point on Stars. It, it, it's a very good series, dog. Um, only a few episodes in. I think three or four have aired. We got we got to do. I haven't watched the Bloods yet. I haven't either. We got to get some on for that. We yeah. watch that sometime. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, we can get up here later this week. Nah, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I got the TV in there so we can actually watch that shit like in real yeah. time. And Thirty minutes, get some shit. Talk about it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can get in there and do that, man. Um, cause Five Bloods, I want to watch. Um, what we was just talking about doing, uh, drop zone, bringing that back. I need the drop zone number, dog. Bringing that back. Drop squad, rather. Drop squad, drop squad, drop squad. Was it drop squad or drop zone? Drop squad. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, um, what's my dog? Uh, I mean, he kind of white famous, but he black famous. Uh, the fuck is this nigga name, dog? Hold on. What is this nigga name? Motherfucking Soul Glow. Eric LaSalle, nigga. Oh. I could not think of this nigga name for oh, shit. He said, oh, he said because he white. Well, he was on ER for a Yeah, that's what I'm so. saying. He white famous, too. Like, it, I was finna call him black famous. Then I'm like, no, nah, Eric LaSalle was like that nigga for a minute, dog. Yeah, man. Fucking Ving Rhames, all the cats. Nigga, a black black famous legend. I ain't never known his real name, low-key. Von D. Curtis Hall, nigga. I know the name, but I don't know the I can't think of the, the face. Nigga... I thought his name was some whole other shit. Oh, dog. yeah, that nigga. I did not know that was his name, Vondi Curtis Hall. That is a fucking black famous legend right there, bro. Really can act his ass off. Yeah, Drop Squad has some folks in it, man. Bing Rames was in there. Bing Rames getting in there in his box. My nigga Michael Ralph, Vanessa Williams, the dark skinned one, not yeah. the light one. Yeah, man, we can definitely get in there and really talk about that Drop Squad shit. Because I would call, you know who they would have they been called the Drop Squad on. Oh my God! On your man's. <laughs> I mean, it's time <laughs> to go. <laughs> they had to call the drop squad on your man's. Like so, listen. So when we do that review, oh shit, we can put a list out of do it, who they gonna the, call the drop squad who, who on. Who they've called the drop squad on? Oh shit, they would have tried to call the drop squad on Hammer at one point. Yeah, yeah. Now whether that should have been successful when he when he got Oakland with them. Hammer was a different type of nigga, yeah. man. Hammer was really in these streets, and y'all y'all thought it was sweet. I'm calling the drop squad on Puffy. Oh man, and Jay, out of there. At some point, Jay would have got the drop squad yeah, called on. Yeah. Um right around 05, 05, 06, Jay would have been drop squatted, dog. Yeah, man. That's gonna be fun, dog. Um, and in general, you know what? We could do like we could do like obviously review um the five bloods, but in general, we can make the episode like kind of Spike Lee appreciation, man. Did you did I send that clip to you today? Nah. About what? Spike Lee and uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, you did send me that. The uh, YouTube joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you get a chance to watch that? Yep, I watched it as soon as you sent it to me, dog. I'm going to text you back about that I want to do, that's a Patreon episode. Yeah. I want to have a whole, I want to unpack Convo, yeah. I sent that shit to uh, Marcus, too. Um, We can get the dog up here for that. Yeah, yeah. That'll be be um, one of them one-off joints. Yeah. So we put some shit on Patreon. It's going to go to Patreon. It'll be there for about a month. Yeah. And then we'll, and then we'll it. give it to everybody. So, because, I mean, everybody need to hear it. Yeah. That's um, a fact. And I want to, so another thing. By the way. I, what up? I don't know if y'all knew, uh, but if y'all look at the the notes on all these episodes, um, at the bottom of it, it say, would you like to sponsor this episode? No, if you want to support this episode, you could support, you know, hey. $2 a month, $3 a month, whatever, you know. 
And in general, uh, shout out to the homie Leak. He keep telling us to to do this in the thread. The Cash App is available for anybody who just wants to hit it and, and show some love, man. This Week in Culture on the Cash App. Dollar sign This Week in Culture. Don't miss the dollar sign. Y'all know how Cash App do. But if y'all want to just throw us some love, man, to sponsor a moment, you know what I'm saying? We we wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, because like... um. I got some ideas for some shit I want to do that'd be really dope. Yeah. And um pre post post COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um I got really good ideas. And and that's the thing, man. Like as as the world starts reopening, a lot of this shit becomes a little bit more available, even if you gotta adjust how you doing it. Um, cause I was thinking about shit, doing a culture a little happy hour or something. This was before this was pre COVID. Because I was definitely thinking about this is a summertime thing. Yeah. Uh, uh a culture in the park. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the on like that would be yeah. so dope. Like, oh, nigga, ever since the episode we got introduced to Condola doing that whole uh little uh last dragon shit in the park. Yeah. I've literally thought, like, man, if we could just find I don't know how you set up something to that level. But I'm like, even if we could just, because I'm like, she had like the real shit. That wasn't the fucking you buy it off the airplane magazine blow up screen, nigga. That was like a real theater level screen, quality sound, like all that. I'm like, man, I wonder how we can set some shit up at, what permits we have to get. Like, depending on the city you in, you might got to go through a little more hoops. But I'm like, that would be some shit I would love to put on. Like, I know where we can, if I can, if I can, if we can maneuver, finagle. Because they do that shit in the city of Southfield over there on the lawn of the yeah yeah, yeah yep. they be having yep. uh, bands and all type and of shit they do the shit um downtown at uh yeah, campus, campus marshes and that's through I know it's uh sponsored I don't know if they put it on but I know it's sponsored by Rock Ventures so Quicken and all them niggas Dan Gilbert and I'm like nigga shit what's dog name that be doing the uh he the ambassador and shit that white nigga Bruce that wear the hat the, the heavy quotations. Detroit Bruce. Yeah, man. Uh I'm like, yo, we put this shit in front of one of them. Woodhaven like, Bruce. Yo, literally. Y'all sponsor this shit. Y'all put us up, man, and, and let us really put this shit on and show y'all what we could bring the city out, man. Cause that's the thing, dog. Me and you could bring the whole fucking city out for a movie, man. But cause when we do our screenings, that's one thing, right? But doing like a real big like no, nah, nigga, we're showing a movie and we want all y'all to come, not just 20 of y'all. We want everybody to show up to this one. We could really get some shit off, man. And shit, I mean, it'll be fun to do an outdoor event because it's summer, COVID. It yeah. kind of makes sense. But shit, if these theaters open back up, I feel like shit's going to be discounted heavy. You better get us in that motherfucker. You better get us in that bitch. Like, and, yo, uh, imagine, like, you know, we yeah. got a nice working relationship with y'all. Let's get that big theater. Let's, <laughs> hey, no, real life. Let's get like, that big theater let's at, get the, that, at the small theater price. Let's, let's get that. And, <laughs> yo, let's... Give us that. Every other seat. Every other seat. Keep it COVID. Keep it COVID. You got to keep it COVID, keep nigga. It COVID. Keep it COVID and keep it two virgins. Unless nigga. y'all, you know, y'all coupled up, sit next to each other. Hey, uh, hey. Every two seats. Two she, space. Two. She space. got it. He got it, nigga. <laughs> she got it. He got it. But, um, no, nah, man, we, I definitely want to figure some shit out now that the world is opening up. And again, I know that logistically now we have a lot more to consider uh, yeah. than we than we previously would have. We supposed to be in Chicago this weekend. This weekend, right now, we supposed to be in the shy at the fucking premiere of uh Candyman. Candyman, but September, keep a fucking eye out because when it drop, 
we there, and we doing something big with the culture, man. We're going to make sure that whenever the world opens up, the culture comes back to y'all in a major way. So keep an eye out, man. But we got a lot of new content coming for y'all, a lot of different shit. A um, couple people hit me up. Where the YouTube at? We working on some shit. We want to make sure we got this logo finalized before we put it on YouTube because what we don't want is YouTube to look at our current logo and say anything about any of the motherfucking shows. Yeah. No, because YouTube pulls you down for less. So we don't want to have to block. We got we, the logos on the way. The shit's on the way. Shout out to the homie. We ain't going to put you out there right now until it's done. I'm going to make sure your shit official. No, no. But shout out to the homie, man. That's my nigga. And uh, yeah, man, we got shit coming for y'all. Keep an eye out. The Patreon is up. But before the Patreon is receiving content, don't you hesitate to hit us with a couple sponsorships. <laughs> Dollar sign this week in culture on the uh, Cash App. In the meantime, this is the Afterthoughts. I'm your boy Ann Wood. That's your boy Jay Johnson. We out.